Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Volume. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right. Wow. Well... (laughs) We are back. Uh, special post-fight edition of Boxing with Chris Mannix, part of the Volume Sports Podcast Network. We are live on AMP as we are recording this. Some of you, I'm sure, will be watching on the YouTube page. Some of you uh, listening on the podcast feed. But uh, I'm sure you will be listening after a night like this. We're all eyes. We're on the sport of boxing. Javante Davis gave boxing fans and all fans of combat sports something to talk about with his performance against ryan garcia joining me to talk about this fight is the former 130 pound champion jamel herring jamel uh so let's just set it up this was a massive event coming in plenty of bad blood between these two guys uh you had a lot of talk during the week about the weight 136 pounds rehydration clauses Mm -hmm. uh but they do get in the ring in front of twenty thousand plus at t-mobile arena in las vegas and for most of the six plus rounds that this fight took place it felt like a gervonta davis boxing clinic this was this was the finest performance of gervonta davis's relatively young career he knocked ryan garcia down with a picturesque slip and then hook in the second round. And then he knocked Ryan Garcia out with a body shot in the seventh round, a body shot that it was really shades of Oscar De La Hoya, Bernard Hopkins. Uh-huh. If you go back yeah. 15 plus yeah. years where De La Hoya, big fight with Bernard Hopkins, middleweight championship and Bernard clips off Oscar with a body shot that he just couldn't get, get up, up from. So, yeah, so give me your thoughts on what you saw between Gervonta and Ryan Garcia. I mean, I'm just like like Nate Diaz. I'm I'm not surprised, you know. But um, it's not it's not it's not it's nothing against Ryan. I, I just everything that Ryan had to go through to get to the fight, 
is is, is mainly what I'm weighing on. Don't don't get me don't get me wrong. Um, Javante is, is a really really you know what I'm saying good a good style of fighter. I just believe that um, with everything going on with Ryan, I think. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Elaborate on that. Because because at press conference during the fight week, they was harping on well, Asha mainly, especially was harping on all the stipulations, the rehydration clause. You know, he had to go through this and camp the way so I feel like when a when a fighter and their team to um going in, especially the during fight week. So if if my if I feel like my promoter is constantly you know shouting this out to the masses, it's obviously some you know something there to be looked at. And I feel like you know mentally, um Ryan was uh, he was already defeated before he got in he got in there. And then when you look at some, then when you look, I look at the first press conference when they when they announced the fight and the last one. Ryan Garcia has plenty of energy, really hyped. During fight week, he looked like he didn't have much to say. He, you could see it on his face. Um, even when they were still um, promoting the fight, I believe on on, on Sports Center um, earlier this earlier this week, Tank had so much energy, just talking, 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 and Ryan just didn't seem like he didn't have much to say at all. Didn't or didn't want to be there. It's like he's just like a fighter. Because I've been there also, a fighter who just wants to just try to relax and, and, and just focus on the fight and rest while you while you have the little bit of energy you have in your body. Yeah, um, look, the the weight was an obvious factor during the week because not only did Ryan have to get to 136, he couldn't just do whatever he wanted after the fight and get and expect to make it to 146, which was um, the catch weight uh, for that fight or the catch rehydration weight right. for that fight. And you're right, Gervonta seemed to take advantage of it and poke fun at it every I mean, chance he, he got. And even at the the official weigh-in, when they stood nose-to-nose, Gervonta said to him, like, you look like it just worked out. Like, Gervonta was consistently poking Ryan by intimating that he, you know, was not in the right shape for this type of fight, or that he was drained for this type of fight. But I'll tell you what, Jamel, even if Ryan Garcia was allowed to rehydrate to whatever he wanted... I don't think he would have won this fight. No, I don't think he would have won this fight. I I thought, look, look, just to set it up, I I have been a vocal critic of Gervonta, mostly because I've just gotten tired of the parade of B and C level fighters that he's fought over the last five years. Uh, He has been a de facto title holder in three weight classes, but really only a title holder in one. The the IBF belt he had at 130 is really the only legitimate belt he's held in his career. So I have harped on and, you know, prodded uh, Gervonta to take fights like this. He goes out and takes a fight like this, and he was brilliant. He was absolutely phenomenal in this fight. He came in, Jamel, with a brilliant game plan. Like, he knew Ryan Garcia was going to look for that left hook early and often. And you look at that sequence in the second round of the fight. He slipped not one, not two, but three Ryan Garcia hooks before he saw his opening and landed that left hand to put Garcia down. Like he kept, he kept his composure under pressure in those situations. He stuck to his game plan and he nailed Ryan Garcia. This was the best performance I thought of Gervonta's career. And it came on the 
biggest stage against arguably the most difficult opponent. I mean, like you said, he slipped. He slipped three punt, three of three of them from the from Ryan in the second round, and it was kind of like shades of uh, almost shades of Bill Simmons. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't. Ryan got a little bit too greedy. And he got too aggressive. So I also said, and I also said that I believe that Javante doesn't get enough credit for his countering. Then you know, then that that he should. The people always look at, okay, you know, the, the big, the big left hand, but. Yeah, he, he's he's very smart in there, and, and he try, he takes your strength away from you and turns it to your weakness. Because once Ryan got hit with that with that um that first shot going and to put him down in the second round, remember he stopped he stopped pushing forward for a while. He started he started then you know retreating on the back foot. And one other thing I noticed, Ryan Garcia has a hard time fighting on the back foot. And when he throws his jab, he throws it from the shoulder, meaning that when he brings it back, he doesn't bring it up here. And you, if you've seen when um. When Javante started pressing forward, you know, working his jab, Ryan would try to. Ryan was only throwing one shot at a time, and I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, I know Javante. He's 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 timing this. He's he's reading this. Um, Ryan, his output has has, has dropped significantly for after after that knockdown, and it, it, it played in like you said, it just played in Javante's own favor, and he put a brilliant he put a brilliant fight. And look, there were a couple of moments for Ryan Garcia during this fight, mostly when he went to the right hand, you know, after yeah. getting dropped in the second round, he really started to reemphasize throwing that right. hand. he landed it a few times pretty cleanly on Javante, yeah. but I never thought Javante was in trouble for a second, not a split second of this fight was Javante bothered by Ryan's power, bothered by his speed. He was in total control throughout the entirety uh, of this fight. And that's a credit to his skills his durability, his game plan, um, you know, his whole team had a great game plan uh, coming into this fight. And then he lands a body shot. Like, uh, you know, Gervonta's landed some body shots in the past, but when it comes to concussive highlight reel knockouts, it's usually headshots like Leo yeah. Santa Cruz and Roly Romero. He goes downstairs and Jamel, I, you know, you, for, you see it and I've watched it probably half a dozen times on replay. It doesn't look like a big punch. It doesn't look like he's sitting down on it at all. It just must have been in the absolute perfect place to put Ryan in that position. Um, absolutely. Even during the post-fight interview, Javante said that um, he didn't even know that like he was even like it, it landed like that. But he's seen him. He's seen. He's seen the reaction. Ryan kind of you know pulled away for a minute, and then he went down. And, and, and it happens. We've seen it move. It's, I'm not surprised about that either because we've seen it. A thousand times with other fighters, you know, they get hit with a body shot and then it takes a while for the process. And then, you know, a fighter takes a knee. Now, I did thought that Ryan was just taking the knee to regather himself. But I guess like, you know, he's in there that that body shot really, really did some damage. And then Ryan did say that he just couldn't breathe. And, you know, that was that. I, I thought, look, I I'm not going to question the heart of Ryan Garcia. He, no. he took this challenge and he gets credit for that because a lot of guys at this stage of their careers wouldn't if they were in his position. But, you know, when Oscar went down against Hopkins, he was badly hurt. Like he was banging on the canvas the entire time because his body wasn't responding. Similarly, when Luke Campbell uh, got hit by Ryan Garcia, he just couldn't move. He was unable. Ryan Garcia was on a knee at that point. He was aware of the count of Tom Taylor. Do you think that Ryan in the days and weeks ahead is going to regret not getting up, not trying to survive the round and give himself an opportunity because you can make a decent argument that Ryan was having, what was it? A better sixth round um, and was fighting pretty well in the seventh before he got dropped. He landed a decent combination that at least caught the attention of Javante. I think he's going to regret not getting up. 
Um, I, I think I think he'll go back and forth, honestly, with, with himself because at the, at the end, in the end, you know, sometimes we, we I, even myself, when I when I've taken defeats, I look at things like, man, I wish I did this, or I could have, I could have felt like I, 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 maybe I should have kept going. But at the end of the day, you know, Ryan, like you, you, the body, the body doesn't lie. The body doesn't lie. What I mean by that is. When it when it feel when it when it feels something and, and, and it's telling you, hey, I need I need to take a step back or a breather, you know, listen to it. And I think that's what it was. He just got hit with a body shot. And even if he wanted to, I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure he wanted to get back up, but he just like he was just out of it, you know, all the all the wind was out of his chest. And he just couldn't he just couldn't he just couldn't get up. I'm pretty sure he wanted to get up in, in that moment, but his body just wouldn't wouldn't allow it. So I think I think he's gonna beat himself up more on that. But I, I think that uh I wouldn't say he quit at all. Like, like you said earlier, it, it takes a lot just to, for anyone getting in, getting that ring, especially with someone as dangerous as Javante did. I think his approach, but you know, it, it happened in boxing, so I, I took my hat off to him. Yeah, and you know, as I'm watching before the knockout. You know, it just kept occurring to me in Javante Davis. We're looking at something close to a finished product. In Ryan Garcia, we're just not there yet. No. He's just not where he needs to be and probably needs to go up a weight class in order to really get to that point. Um, so, I, I mean, it's Gervonta was just the total package. And to your point about, about the game plan, I didn't love the game plan Ryan came out with. I, I understand cutting the ring off has value. Pressure has value. But Ryan is a natural counterpuncher. His best performances, his biggest knockouts, many of them have come off counter shots, whether it yeah. is... Romero Duno coming in. Francisco Fonseca coming in. He was coming forward. At core, he was the aggressor. And look, he just wasn't very good at it, if I'm being honest. Like, every time he missed with that hook, he was wildly out of position. There were times he kind of spun all the way around. And and you wondered yeah. just kind of what, yeah. what exactly was going on there. I, I you know... In hindsight, I look back and say, you know what? You know, Hector Luis Garcia is a good example. Hector Luis Garcia is a fraction of the puncher of Ryan Garcia. But if he had Ryan's punching power, he might have been able to do something against against Gervonta because I thought his game plan was okay. Like, he wasn't yeah. chasing Gervonta around the ring. He was just kind of holding his ground, uh, counter-punching, landing shots when he could. I, I, I would have liked to have seen Ryan do more of that and not look to apply consistent pressure even in the post fight interview he says i should have sh uh, you know pressured him more i'm like no 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 more pressure you know let Gervonta come to you because he's the smaller fighter in you know you know theoretically he should have to you know take some chances to land punches on you um i just thought the game plan was off no you're absolutely right and if you if you watch carefully also ryan being so straight up and tall if you and, and him coming forward which is bad because if you watch in, in certain in certain moments Tank actually started lowering the center of his, you know, lowering his body to make Ryan punch downward, which was basically leave them open up top every mm. time. And just like you said, um, it was just it was just a bad game plan because Hector Garcia, you know, he he was patient at times. He waited and he, he kind of like you know made Tank at times come to him, Javante come to him at times. So it was definitely it was definitely the, the wrong game plan. And again, um, we we all seen it when people when, when the fighters get greedy against Javante Davis, that's when he that's when he, he gets him to open up, making him feel comfortable. And I felt like he that's what he did in those, in those rounds that Ryan did look good. And I felt that he wanted Ryan to get comfortable of letting his hands go just so he could see an opening again and create create that big counter.
Because did Javante show? Out, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you: Did Javante show you? Did Javante show you anything you hadn't seen before? Um, you know, I, he showed me. He showed me that he does. He he does handle um pressure a lot, a lot well than than give him credit for because that ring was that ring was tiny. And there's but so many there's but so many places you you could move in that ring. But at, at first, it kind of seemed like the, the pressure was kind of bothering because you know he was talking with the ref and saying hey, getting hit by the head and you know a lot, a lot of that stuff. But once he started. You know, making the right adjustments as, as a as a smart as a smart fighter. You know, he he basically did what he wanted, and, and he kind of baited. He started starting setting up traps, like like they mentioned on commentating, setting up traps to get um, Ryan to, to to fall into something, and he every and it, it, it worked beautifully. Yeah, he was setting up traps all fight long. He, yeah. he was trying to bait Ryan to throw that left hook so he could go under and do what he did in the second round. Um, he, he was trying to get Ryan to overcommit, and we knew coming in that one of Ryan's greatest weaknesses or disadvantages was going to be overcommitting on his shots. Because mm-hmm. when you overcommit against Javante, whether it's Santa Cruz or Rolly Romero or you know Jose Pedraza, he's going to knock you out. He, he's got the power and the speed yeah. to knock you out. I, I, look, I thought coming in, Ryan would have the speed advantage. I didn't think that afterwards. I didn't see it. Javante's fast, man. Yeah. He is fast, fast, fast. And yeah, look, he just put it all together. You know, on this night, it was and I, yeah, and I, and I believe, and I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was saying to myself, I said, okay, despite everything going on, we don't know how Ryan's body is going to react, and I felt that Ryan was also a bit dry, in in in, in the beginning of, the, of that fight. But I was going to say, okay, let me see if he, if he does have at least a speed advantage. And then when he started throwing a jab, and it wasn't, it wasn't really, it didn't have any snap on it like you've normally seen in his last two fights or so. I was like, okay, and then when I started seeing you, and you can hear it, you can hear it from the from the TV. Every time that that um Javante landed a shot, you heard you heard a thump. You heard you heard a mm-hmm. thump. It was even even was not and, and more of speed, which is scary. It wasn't like he kind of he muscled up and, and, and tried to put everything in one punch. No, it, you can hear the impact from Javante's shots just off of based off the speed compared to like you mentioned earlier. Whereas Ryan's punches, you didn't see much of any impact at all. And I believe that you know at times. Javante was sitting there talking with Ryan and kind yeah. of baiting him. He want, he wanted him to throw. So he can he can get Ryan Ryan out of his own comfort zone and catch him and that, and yes we pretty much did. Yeah, you were looking at one fighter completely comfortable in that situation and one fighter very much uncomfortable and uh, yeah. that played a big role in the outcome. Um, look, we don't want to get greedy here, but we should get greedy. Uh, the best fight I think at lightweight moving forward is Javante against Shakur Stevenson. Um, look, Devin Haney's going to fight Lomachenko, but if Haney wins, I do not believe he's staying at one thirty five. Uh, you want to talk about being dried out. I mean, Devin Haney struggles mightily to get down to that weight. And I think he's going to, you know, take his titles and say goodbye to them and move up to 140 pounds. And maybe they can meet uh, somewhere down the line. But, you know, for Tank Davis and Shakur Stevenson, you're talking about two guys that are probably going to be at 135 for the foreseeable future for at least the next couple of years, especially when it comes to Shakur Stevenson. I don't want to get into can we see that fight? Because there's a lot of obstacles that would have to be overcome in order to get there. Uh, but look, you've shared the ring with Shakur yeah. Stevenson. You've been a staple made of him his in the past. Uh, what's it? What's your early thought on Shakur versus Javante if they could put that fight together? Um, Shakur, Shakur is his ring IQ also, and Javante has great ring ring IQ also. But I feel like Shakur is is a defensive minded fighter first. Even though his last fight, he was really. I think he showed a lot of offense, offense in that in that matchup. But 
it's just that for me, like Shakur, and I'm just going from my own perspective of being, being in there with him, but like he just hard, he just hard to hit to begin with. It's hard to land thing on him because he's um he's so he's so technically defensively skilled in in that area. But again, with, with somebody like Javante Davis, you see he can put you down with just one shot. So it, it's kind of it's a really interesting matchup. You know, it's it's a really interesting matchup because you got a, you got a very you know, a big puncher in Javante Davis, but you got a, a really skill, a skillful defensive fighter in Shakur Stevens. And not only just that, Shakur, Shakur is really good in, at, with his timing. He's, he's great. He's great with timing. And he knows where he's at in the ring. And not to mention, they're both southpaws. So that's, that's going to be a, um, an interesting class because you rarely see southpaw against southpaw. I think, I think even, even in my own career, that's probably why I have so much issue with southpaws because I rarely – came across another softball unless it was sparring some guys like um, Terrence Crawford or, or, or so on, but it's just rare in a real fight to see another a softball against the softball. So it's, it's just a um, very intriguing matchup. I mean, that is the pound-for-pound matchup right now. <laughs> yeah. You've got Crawford against Spence at the top, but you've got Shakur against Javante right behind them. And, and I agree with you. That's the kind of fight that – Look, Shakur is a masterful boxer. He is he would never fall for the same kind of no. you know traps that Ryan sort of fell into. He wouldn't allow himself to be countered in the same way. At the same time, Gervonta is a brilliant boxer in the ring. His 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 boxing IQ is right up there with anyone in boxing today. He's well coached with Calvin Ford. They yeah. They just have great game plans and he executes them flawlessly. I I just hope that fight can be made sometime in the next year that you know, once these guys well, look yeah. at if the if the titles fracture after Devin Haney Lomachenko, I would expect, you know, Shakur to fight for the WBC belt. Ah, then perhaps like if George Cambosis gets his hands on an IBF belt, maybe they do Shakur Cambosis. And maybe this time next year, we could be talking about Gervonta against uh, Shakur because he, he is going to run to the same kind of problems with, you know, fighting only internal fights. There aren't a lot of great fights for him in that right. PBC universe uh, at the moment. So that's the next big one. Uh, we're going to be lobbying for now with Ryan Garcia. Look, I I'm not going to bury a guy for a loss because you know, this is what we want guys to do, right? We want them to take dangerous fights and put their zero on the line. And if they lose it, big deal. You know, we, we say it all the time, but generations have passed where fighters have losses, whether it's Oscar Hopkins, you know, Pacquiao. Go back even further, Pacquiao, Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, every era, the great fighters all have multiple losses uh, on their resume. So, Ryan's obviously done at 140. Uh, do you believe he will be a factor when he moves up to 140? Because there are some really talented guys up there. You've got Regis Progre with a belt. You've got Teofimo Lopez and Josh Taylor fighting for a belt. Uh, you're probably going to have Devin Haney moving up and putting himself in that mix sooner rather than later. Uh, can Ryan be one of the top guys at 140? He could be. He could be a factor, but like you said, though, Chris, earlier, there are things he still has to fix. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that he just lost because he's probably at a weight that he doesn't belong at. It just no. He has. There's a lot of holes that he needs to patch up in his game, especially with his defense. And like you pointed out, he's not. He's still not the complete fighter. Like I feel like I feel like he's not. He's not the best in terms of being an aggressor because he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't go from. He doesn't. He's not. He's not a. Offense, defense, and minor fighter. For him, is all is mainly offense when he's moving forward. He doesn't think about the income, the incoming as much. And he, he's great. He's great as a counter puncher when, when he when he gets when he sets himself and gets set. But I felt tonight he didn't do the best in terms of fighting on the back foot. So there's a lot of things. And you when you got guys like Regis Progress, who's who's probably uh, ten times more 
aggressive than a Javante Davidson. Regis, he'll come forward. He'll come forward yeah. the entire night. Whether he, you know, he's shimming in to get under and under your punches, he'll he'll continue to apply smart pressure, and he's also a southpaw as well. So those type of fights, they're, they're just as dangerous as, as as a Tank Davis. But he could he could help himself by you know going back to the drawing board, fixing you know cleaning up his mistakes, and you know slowly regaining his confidence. I'm pretty sure with, with a guy like Ryan Garcia who who has millions of, of, of fans behind him. You can you can imagine that a law any type of loss can take a big blow to his, his not only his ego but his, his his mentality. So it's gonna it's gonna be a while, but I believe that he still had he's still young enough to grow, learn from his mistakes, and eventually make noise uh, going and moving on forward. I, I even said that I could probably see Ryan Garcia also from his body frame as a welterweight someday as mm-hmm. well. But it's, it's all up to Ryan Garcia. Yeah, and I think he's got to be active too. Um, it, yeah. it wouldn't have made a difference if he had fought but i think he would have been sharper if he had fought in january against Mercito hesta as was originally planned he last fought in july had a couple of fights within a few months span and before that it was a 15 month layoff so his activity has been sporadic and when you're at this stage of your career activity is key you've got to fight two three times every single year to build up that skill set you can't just do it in the gym it, it doesn't work that way so look ryan you know, thankfully for him, didn't take a beating in this fight, got knocked out with a body shot, you know, take a month or two off, then get back September, October and get back in the ring and start to put yourself on a path to, you know, maybe having three fights in 2023, take right. uh, or 2024, take, a, you know, you know, take on lesser challenges, perhaps at 140, get accustomed to the weight, get accustomed to the speed and the skill and the power. And then middle of next year. See what the landscape looks like. Devin Haney, a fight with him will always be pretty marketable. Whatever comes out of the Teofimo, Josh Taylor mix, that's going to be marketable. Look, I think I think Ryan, you know, very much can still be a world champion. Can be uh, can be a top guy. I think he's got the skills and the power to do it. But I think to what we've been talking about, he does have to get back on that path of progress. He's got to you know, start to build even more as his career moves forward. Yeah, activity, activity. Like you pointed, activity though, activity. And activity sadly has been his um not has been his his, his yeah. best weapon because it's like for me I like Ryan as a fighter but it's at times we all ask does Ryan want to be a fighter or does he want to be an influencer meaning does he want to go do things elsewhere and not fully you know focus on on his craft that got him to where he's at today and, and you you got guys who who live and breathe boxing but when you got a guy who's comfortable as Ryan let's be honest Ryan Garcia has made. Um, tons of money elsewhere. Sometimes it's hard for a fighter to get motivated to want to say, you know what, I want to challenge myself against this champion. Because if you've got a guy like Ryan Garcia, who's, in my opinion, has been spoiled by Golden Boy in terms of paying him so much money to fight lesser, when it's time to fight the, the big challenges that we've seen tonight, he's not going to be he's not going to be ready because he, he hasn't been he, he hasn't prepared himself for that. I, I feel like today, yeah, people can say that Luke Campbell was his biggest fight up until today, but at the same time, Luke Campbell wasn't you know a household name or, or a big draw he was a really good fighter i mean and he's olympic gold medalist but in terms of the pro nat the pro the pro side of things he didn't really he didn't really pose much of a threat you know he's been you know he lost to lenars and other guys and someone like that but right but at least with like javante davis and people could say that okay besides the um pedraza this is probably his biggest fight as well but at the same time he's been more active he's been he's he had four dangerous fighters in, you know, people that people thought that, you know, Cruz was a dangerous fight. Leo Santa Cruz was at least an experienced fighter. So he's been in there with more experience and, and better opposition than Ryan Garcia. And he has had way more activity. 
Yeah, we'll be interested which uh, which path Ryan takes and how he looks and how he bounces back uh, from this fight. But I think we both agree. Got to be active. Got to start building. And for Javante Davis, I just hope we don't have to wait five more years to get uh, a marquee <laughs> yeah, fight okay. like this because he's got the goods, man. He's got the goods. Yeah. You just got to go out and showcase it. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Jamel Herring, follow him on social media, former 130-pound champion, also on the ESPN broadcast for Top Rank as well. Jamel, good to catch Always, up, man. Chris. I appreciate Always. your time. Thank you, Chris. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.